It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy and Bo Brock has finally decided to uh, join us again. Uh, back from his Hawaiian vacation eating loco moco and looking like a damn lobster with all of these sunburns <laughs> that he got all over his body. Bo, welcome back, dude. You got that maple syrupy brown now, Rock. Thank you. I appreciate it. Before this, I, I was basically the uh, human torch. I was just <laughs> completely scorched. And uh, now it's, it's glad to, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to have this nice tan. And I'm glad to be uh, I'm, There's actually something to talk about. There's substance. We're not just uh, speculating on things that could happen with the Arizona Cardinals. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to break down this, this free agency class. It must that, have been nice to just completely go off the grid. I did. I did go off the grid. I was out there basically in Jurassic Park, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out on the beach, and uh, not worrying about uh, what moves the Cardinals were going to make or what they weren't going to make. But coming back, I don't know. I, I'm kind of lukewarm on this. I mean, the Jordan Hicks, I think both you and I agree that's a that's a slam dunk signing. Yeah. It's it's a position of need. The linebacker uh position has been something of a an Achilles heel of this team and they they've fallen short at having any kind of athletic playmaker at the linebacking spot and they finally got that in a guy like Jordan Hicks who also commands a lot of um I don't know, respect in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a guy that's in his prime, 26 years old. The money's high, but you had that flexibility with your cap space. I mean, you're not the Jets, you're not the Browns, but you certainly had that that flexibility to do it. I like it. I like, I kind of, here, here's what I like about Steve Kimes' approach in free agency. I guess I'll throw this out there right now, and then we'll kind of uh, memento this thing a little bit and, and kind of Tarantino it a little yeah. bit and go, and go backwards. But Jordan Hicks, I like the signing. I like the idea of really shoring up your front seven on defense yeah. because when you look at the teams that are that are legit and teams that are in the mix or teams that can avoid going into slumps it's teams that have talent and on their defensive front seven yeah and and it's smart and a little anecdote well not anecdote but uh bill davis was his original defensive coordinator in philadelphia when he came into the league hmm. jordan hicks so you have the connection there the linebackers coach for the cardinals bill davis has come back to the nfl from the college ranks it's listen last year I I gave the defense a benefit of the doubt all year. Like, you know, they're way better. There are, if they had any sort of potency on the offensive side, that they'd be a top five defense. I mean, I may have been stretching a little bit, but you can't look at the defense and the numbers from last year and say, oh, no, that defense was awful. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not fair. I mean, they were on the right. field two-thirds of the, of the game every single game. So with Jordan Hicks, yes, Voice in the locker room. Terrell Suggs is going to be paramount in that regard. Huge, yeah. You know, I mean, he's 36. We'll see if he has any James Harrison in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still a physical specimen. I said this right away. I'm excited to interview him. Mm-hmm. I mean, there aren't, like, Bo, you've been covering the Cardinals more closely, longer than I have. Uh, this was actually my first real year getting in the locker room and and press conferences and whatnot. It'll be exciting just to... To interview guys that have been there before. Right. Interviewing guys that have won Super Bowls, that have played alongside some of the best defenses we've ever seen, at least in the twenty or the next last twenty or thirty years. And Terrell Suggs is one of the most important defensive players in the two thousand millennium. You know, in in this in this uh in this uh decade 
or the last two decades. So it'll be interesting and may, kind of a make good on the draft blunder that happened when he came out where the Cardinals almost drafted him. They traded down. They had, what, 18 and 19, I think they selected that year. They took a linebacker and they took a wide receiver and Bryant Johnson. And, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a uh, missed opportunity to bring a hometown kid, draft him, and kind of just put him along with Larry Fitzgerald as a fixture with the franchise. Instead, he goes east, he goes to Baltimore, and as you mentioned, seven-time Pro Bowler, a guy that's just been a fixture for the Ravens for years. But the one thing I like about Terrell Suggs and the thing I like about Jordan Hicks is they are, as I mentioned, good locker room guy. Mm-hmm. And Terrell Suggs is going to stir the pot. Yeah. And it can it sometimes, sometimes be negative, but a lot of times it's very positive. It keeps guys on their toes. It keep guys, it keep guys accountable. And, uh, I, I mean, if you and I will agree on this, 2018, the Arizona Cardinals, they didn't have a pulse in that locker room. Mm-hmm. Sure, they had stars. They, they certainly had star caliber players in Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson, and Larry Fitzgerald, but those were not guys that were going to vocally speak up and hold their teammates accountable. They'll do it with their play, and they'll do it at a high level, but that's enough, not enough to stir things up. And that's what I do like about this, this, this free agent class. And Terrell Suggs and even Brett Hundley, if, if this team is not good next year, it at least is a little interesting. You bring back two homegrown guys, two guys that you can kind of proudly watch and say, that kid played high school football in Arizona. Those mm-hmm. are some homegrown, talented players that Cardinals fans can be proud of if the team isn't necessarily winning games next year. I think that that's important. There, there's there's just a lot of gray area and a lot of variables that work into this free agent class that I like. But then again, there's some things that I don't like. Yeah, Alex Lancey, Bo Brock. On the other side, we'll continue this talk. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Rack. And we'll, I promise we'll put a moratorium on the Kyler Murray talk after I ask Bo one very simple question next, Locked on Cardinals. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, reunited once again, and it feels good. I'll tell you what. I know that you're bored just hearing me talk about the same stuff over and over again without Bo telling me that, you know, I'm wrong, even though uh, it's really just a deflection knowing that my brain is larger than his. So, you know, that's <laughs> the the the, <laughs> the deflection quotient has been lowered recently. Now, with with the signings in in uh, the, during this free agency market, Jared Sweezy, okay, mm-hmm. uh, all pro alternate or uh, uh, Pro Bowl alternate last year yeah. from Seattle. He's played 28 out of 32 games in He's the last durable. two seasons. Very He's durable. durable. 
Marcus Gilbert, not so durable trade, trade from the Steelers. Yeah. But when you look at the Steelers and what they've done with James Conner and the ability to keep Big Ben upright for the majority of the time, it's it's the Steelers. They're a heralded franchise. When you get a guy that comes from there, it's like a Patriots light. It doesn't really matter the performance. It just matters that they played there. And, you know, the 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 Steelers, their run scheme is arguably the best in football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's a rock star. I go to the rock star movie. If you haven't seen it, it's Mark Wahlberg is a fan. <laughs> He's a super fan of this rock, uh, of this rock band. The dude... The lead singer of the rock band sees Mark Wahlberg in the front row, dressed up like him. He pretty much gives what is it, Mark Steel Dragon. I don't remember. Nice call. Uh-huh. I just remember Jennifer Aniston was smoking in it. <laughs> so the the lead singer gives Mark Wahlberg the microphone, says, "Get up here, kid," and he just takes over as the lead singer of the band. And at the end of the movie, spoiler alert: Mark Wahlberg does it to a dude that was a super fan that's standing in the front row. So what I mean by that is, it doesn't matter who the running back is; it just matters that the block scheme and the the offensive linemen are the same. That's yeah, pretty much what with, it is. Anybody with talent can become a superstar. I mean, look at James Conner. James Conner came out of nowhere. Yeah, he did. And he ended up being a top, at least fantasy, running back last year. And then when he got hurt, Jalen Samuels came in and did the same thing. Sure. So it, Marcus, Marcus Gilbert is an addition that, that will help the Cardinals. Now, well, I, I mean, let, let, let's talk about that because the offensive line was the biggest uh, problem that – Everybody, anybody who's followed the Arizona Cardinals felt that Steve Kime needed to address this offseason. Mm-hmm. And he, con- he needs to continue to do that because, as you, as you outlined, Marcus Gilbert is a guy that's played 12 games in the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Now, one was injury-related. The other one was PEDs. <laughs> so Marcus Gilbert, whatever it's been, he has kept him from really contributing on the field. He's 31 years old. He's a guy that plays the tackle position. You're looking for a guy to play the right tackle spot. And Marcus Gilbert, right now on paper, he fills that void. Right now. So did Andre Smith, but also Andre Smith had kind of the same question marks, right? So it's just kind of a revolving door at that right tackle spot. Then if you look at the guard position, I like the J.R. Sweezy move Mm -hmm. because you essentially just traded Mike Upati for J.R. Sweezy. Mike Upati, if you didn't hear, he he signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Mike Upati was a guy the last three seasons who couldn't stay on the field, and when he was on the field, he was ineffective. Mike Upati was a shell of himself from the Pro Bowl guard that he was when he signed after leaving San Francisco a few years ago. J.R. Sweezy, a guy that's durable. He's been on Super Bowl teams. As you said, he's a Pro Bowl alternate. I like it. I think that's an upgrade. Gilbert, I think it's the same, if not maybe even worse. 12 games. I mean, you're not getting any consistency there, but it seems like they're flooding the offensive line with numbers, right? They're reportedly tied to Max Garcia, a guy that was with the uh, Denver Broncos last year. He's coming off a torn ACL. So now we're looking at some guys who are available because they weren't available during the regular season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Garcia coming off a torn ACL. You've got Marcus Gilbert was available for one of your many six-round picks. It was nothing to get him. Right. I, you know, it's, it's a low-risk move that could be a high reward. But at this point, you're marginally better at the on the offensive line, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, agreed. It's, and it was an awful offensive line. Yeah, I mean, if DJ Humphreys can play 14 games next Big year, if if, uh, if Mason Cole can take leaps, I mean, the dude he was he he played last year. I mean, the the center out of Michigan, third round pick. I mean, the right. dude. There's reasons to be excited about Mason Cole, a yeah. guy who hasn't missed a game in years. Hey, Hugh Shipley, let's see what happens with him. I right. mean, he was somewhat durable before his ACL tear in the in, in the preseason. You just just still- go through your offensive line. I mean, you've got, as you mentioned, DJ Humphreys is starting left tackle. Remains a big question mark at the most important position on the offensive line. Left tackle. Your right tackle, 
Right now, it seems like it's going to be Marcus Gilbert, mm-hmm. 31-year-old veteran who's had a tough time staying on the field. How do you feel about your two most important spots on your on your offensive line right now? Pretty iffy right now, yeah. right? And then you look at your guard spots. Justin Pugh was not healthy last year. He really wasn't that effective as well, but he signed to a mega money deal. He's he's your he's your guy that's going to start your goal at the guard spot. You look at the other guard spot. Now you got an opportunity with Jair Sweezy, maybe some depth with Max Garcia. Not bad. And then you can figure out, look, if A.Q. Shipley comes back and he regains his starting center position, then Mason Cole becomes a Swiss Army knife and he can start and kind of be plugged and played right. wherever across that offensive line. And I still believe that you have to go out in the in the draft and still find a talented rookie offensive lineman to help supplement this thing, not bolster it because it's very so far from being bolstered because you are riding and dying with DJ Humphreys. Is there a way, and we will talk about this on the other side, is there a way to maximize the number one overall pick still? Yeah. I mean, it seems like the Giants have now punted on the season. So they're going to probably draft Dwayne Haskins. You would think they're not going to give away the future even more to... Because they, they... I don't know what the Giants are thinking at this point. <laughs> Jacksonville has paid a lot of money right. to Nick Foles. So you're not going to bring in a rookie quarterback there, at least at their first-round position, to challenge Nick Foles after you gave him all this money. And I'm sure they'll make it more upfront. The the heavy signing bonus, the money guaranteed will probably hit the cap early when mm-hmm. he's playing there, so that, so they won't be tied to him forever. That's where the you know the salary cap geniuses go to work. I just don't know, aside from the Raiders, what the Cardinals can do with the thought that they are going to draft Kyler Murray right. to trick other people. Did they make a mistake in not trying to promote the idea that they could draft Dwayne Haskins? You know, isn't that is that a is misfire? It was a this, harder it was this, a harder sell, right. I think. Well, Kyler Murray wasn't a sell. It was Nick Bosa all the way. Right. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with I I think that San Francisco with their moves, bringing in D Ford, etc., are preparing themselves for not getting Nick Bosa. Because if the Raiders now want to move up to number one, mm-hmm. Nick Bosa is now in play. Right. It wasn't. Ky- it wasn't. It was just Kyler Murray before. Do you think because of how they've constructed their team, they brought in Lamarcus Joyner, they brought in a couple guys, but they still don't have an edge rusher, and there's one sitting plopped down at number one. Right. So is John Gruden's final act going into the 2019 <laughs> season, giving their fourth pick and their the the um, highest twentieth pick? To move up to number right. one to get Nick Bosa. It's interesting. I mean, the Raiders are aggressive right now. They're ultra aggressive. And uh, I don't think anybody has a problem with what they've done this offseason. They make the trade for Antonio Brown. They bring in Terrell Williams from the Chargers to play wide receiver. Yeah. That wide receiver group already looks a lot better than it did at the end of the year. Same can't be said for the Cardinals. They, I guess they're going to go with uh, maybe some free agency leftovers, maybe some trades down the line. Who knows? Maybe they might draft a wide receiver in the second round. There's some options for them. I think it's important right now that they're trying to really improve they they want that front seven to be a strength and going into the offseason you looked at the Arizona Cardinals and you couldn't identify a strength right. and right now if with the idea that you're going to take Nick Bosa number one overall that is a very stout front seven isn't it I yes. mean if you look at it with with Chandler Jones and Nick Bosa and then you have uh, what's going on with the linebacking core now with Jordan Hicks, and who knows what's going to happen. Will uh, 
you know, Hassan Reddick ever emerges as a, a linebacker that can start in this league. You like what's happening in the defensive secondary. You've got Robert Alford now opposite Patrick Peterson, and you've got the safeties in Buda Baker and DJ Swearinger. I mean, that's a solid defense. Yeah. You're right. If the offense isn't just a, just a complete turnstile and not just a disaster like it was last season, if it, it can stay on the field for any amount of time, this defense is going to be one to be reckoned with, right? Yeah. I, I think that at least the Cardinals right now are are setting themselves up to have a strength for once, for the first time in a while. And we'll talk about that on the other side, yeah. on Cardinals. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up here, Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Bo at Bob Brack. You can listen to us both on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix, me 1-4, to on the Freaks and both four to seven on the drive Pacific Standard Time. That's right. Finally, we're back in the we're back in the mix here with we're normal that people. Weird, like screw the farmers. We're Mountain Time now, and now we're Pacific. We're Pacific. Okay, now. we're on one of the coast. High class. Time. High it's class. Not bad. I'm so happy the bas- this college basketball thing is back. Look at this. It's all day. <laughs> there are has- 95 games on today. It's a sneaky good time to go to Vegas because oh. I think on. Th- so on Thursday, I think there's 60 games of conference play. What? And then there's like 40 on Friday. It's absurd. Yeah, it's it's better than the actual tournament itself. There's so much action that if, if you like to chase some spreads, some lines, this is the week to go, and not next week. If you ever want to go, though, on the and Thursday, Friday. sit this right. week. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean, you could somehow build like this force field of computers and TVs. You can make it work in your hotel room sure. if you drive around. And if you want to do it that way, number one. Number two, if you want to go to Westgate. No, listen very carefully. I did this two years ago for a bachelor party. If you want to go to Westgate and get your bets in before the first game, uh-huh. you have to be in line at 4.30. Oh, man. it's abs- Yeah, it's So absurd. we got there. I got there at 6.30. I landed at 6.30. I'm like, cool. I'll get there by 7. My buddies are already there. They drove overnight from San Diego. They left at midnight, got there at 4.30. There were already 50 people in line. Wow. So just don't sleep the night before if you want to get your bets in before Thursday <laughs> oh, of the I've tournament. I've done that before. I, I mean, before it really took off, we, we realized the year before that you needed to get to the sports book in order to get a seat. We stayed up all night the first night, but by 9.30 when the games officially tipped, we were drink. We we had probably had four or five Irish coffees in us. Oh yeah, we were cooked. Like there, <laughs> it was like we, it, uh, the Thursday night of the tournament was not a great day for us. <laughs> no. We were just struggling the whole day to keep our eyes yeah, open. You don't want cre- you don't want cream in your stomach with that with the Irish coffee. We, bro. we wanted caffeine and booze, and that was we were young and and naive. I I, I you know I, I'm not saying that I did it right, but um, I don't know. 
ugh, DC people. Anyway, I was so- a Phoenician by then. <laughs> I was making the drive through the desert at night and uh, enjoying that all Vegas had to offer. But um, So let me ask you. So the, one sure. of the first things, well, and you said it kind of flippantly like you and I were going to agree, and this is not – Bo and I just see things differently sometimes. It's not like, oh, let's. what are we going to – what side right. are we going to pick this time? I see things right. You see things wrong. That's, that's fine. <laughs> you, you probably spell right incorrectly, though, with the wrong homonym. But when it comes to what the Cardinals are going to do with Kyler Murray mm-hmm. and – it's not like it's almost passe to talk about this now because the heat has kind of worn off a little bit. It's like the fire's out, but it's still, you know, hot to the touch. Sure. But the flames are out. So if the Cardinals. So, yeah, yeah. What's your stance right now? I, I think personally that this is setting the stage for them drafting Kyler Murray. That's weird because I'm. A, and I, I don't I don't I don't think that's the right move. We, we've right. both gone on the record. Sure. Josh Rosen is the guy. Right. I, I, I think that. There are two schools of thought here, right? And and yours is is one of them. And then what I feel is happening, cause because you can continue to follow the tea leaves, you can kind of it's like, like create your own adventure here, and you can connect the dots, and they all connect in a way, right? right? But as far as I'm concerned, and I think that the Brett Hundley signing as their backup quarterback actually, and I and I know that you can probably play devil's advocate, you can play the opposite way on this, but I think that the Brett Hundley signing actually points to the future with Josh Rosen as your starting quarterback. Okay. But I, and I understand. Why, because of the UCLA connection? The UCLA connection. He was a mentor for Rosen when he first came in, uh, when he was the, through the recruiting process. Uh, they've began, They've kept a relationship throughout that, through Brett Hundley being drafted in the fifth round by the Green Bay Packers. There's also the connection with Hundley, also working with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers being a mentor to uh, Josh Rosen. That's a little bit of a reach. You know? What, what, That's so? a little bit of a reach. I mean, with with Brett Hunt, like here's the, I, the first thing I thought about Brett Hundley. Oh, humble guy to play backup. Mm-hmm. You know, something. I that, think he knows what he is at this point in yeah. his career. Well, because he got a couple starts with Green Bay, even though they were decimated by injuries at that point, they didn't have any receivers to throw the ball to. I think Devonte Adams was out when he was yeah. playing, or and then the running back situation was bad when he played a couple. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers was out for the year. That was that broken a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know if the Aaron Rodgers thing is anything. I get the UCLA connection. I get the brotherhood regarding that. And you can see, like, around the whole team, especially on the defense, they want to build, seems like, some sort of family. Mm-hmm. Like, there hasn't been glue on the defense. As you said, there hasn't been a leader. Now you have now you have the dad of the group in Terrell Suggs. You have a guy that's respected around the league, that wanted to come home for a year, that saw something here. Otherwise, does he really want to come home that bad? He could have gone to the Rams. Could have gone somewhere where he could have some real Super Bowl impact. They're starting to build some sort of familial atmosphere. Jordan Hicks, not a huge splashy guy. Yeah. If you ask people who Jordan Hicks is that don't know football, I don't know. Coach, I have no idea. Don't you think Philly fans are pretty upset that he's Oh, gone? yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. But, I mean, it's a small faction of fans compared to the whole NFL. It's just, it seems like they're starting to build a community, and I would understand that with Brett Hundley and Josh Rosen. Mm-hmm. You build a brotherhood, non-competitive starter-backup relationship where you have the you have the – uh, protege and mentor yeah. together, which I get that part. I just don't know if the Aaron Rodgers thing is really... I mean, that might be just a choose-your-own-adventure thing. a smaller piece of the puzzle. I, the thing is, I like just the move and bringing in Hundley, as, as I mentioned before, homegrown. He's, you, get more, you get younger, you get more athletic at your backup position, a guy that could fit Cliff Kingsbury's system pretty well. But he also, as you said, there's, there's really no true threat for Brett Hundley to... 
uh, take the starting seat from Josh Rosen, right. right? And it's a lot cheaper option than Mike oh, Lennon. Yeah, a lot cheaper, and I mean, and that's the other side. That's the one. He, if he's worse, he's marginally worse. It's it's not. He's young. Yeah, he's he's not going to be. You're not going to know a big difference if you put Hunley in there and put Glenn in yeah. there. You're not going to be like, oh man, Mike Lennon was so much better than Brett Hunley. Right. I just don't think you're going to see that. But uh, yeah, I just, I I that's for me. You you're moving forward with Rosen. That's that's the way I see it, but I absolutely do agree that you can see it from if you're looking at it from your standpoint, and I know that you're just you're you're putting it as you don't agree with it, but you think that this is possibly happening. Mm-hmm. What direction the Cardinals I don't think are going anything's changed with Kyler Murray. So yeah. if you thought that Kyler Murray was going number one, he's still going number one. If you yeah. thought Josh Rosen was going number, it was Josh Rosen was staying, he's staying. I mean, at this point, I feel like during this free agency market, which just started, mind yeah. you, that. If they're going to draft Kyler Murray, they're going to trade Josh Rosen now. Right. Like, there's no reason to wait. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to trade him, agree with and that. people yeah. already think that you're shopping him, why the hell not make everybody know it? But the only problem with that is, and the problem with trading Josh Rosen to begin with, is unless you're trading it to a team that needs a quarterback, you're going to get undervalued for it. You're not going to get yeah. as much value because they know that you're trying to move him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what... I mean, it, it's tough to kind of guess what the Giants are going to do. Jay Glazer had the report, and if it came to fruition with Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. and I think that that holds a lot of weight. Anytime we, if until I see Jay Glazer say that he thinks Josh Rosen's on the move, I'll probably temper any kind of expectation. Yeah. That. I think that Josh Rosen is the guy they're going to move forward with. Yeah. Him. They've publicly, privately, reportedly given him a uh, just Don't breathe all it. the confidence in there. It might be a kiss. <laughs> the vote of, death. of confidence. It could be a kiss of death, but I I I don't believe so. I just. I, I think that Josh Rosen's the guy, and um, I right now early stages of free agency, I I am, I like what Steve Kimes done. I think pre free agency he did as good a job as possible bringing in guys like Alfred and guys like Brooks Reed, and uh, I'm missing one more. Mm-hmm. There was uh, uh, Charles Clay, right? Right, that's right. Guys with uh, veteran leadership. Uh, Reed and Alfred played for the Falcons, who before last year were a successful team. You look at Marcus Gilbert. I know he hasn't been on the team, or he hasn't played a lot, but he played for the Steelers. Very successful franchise. Jordan Hicks was a Super Bowl champion mm-hmm. with the Philadelphia Eagles. There's guys with winning backgrounds that they're bringing in. Terrell Suggs has played 16 seasons in the league. Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl champion. Seven-time Pro Bowler. I think they're bringing in guys with the right pedigree. Uh, whether or not it's really going to mix together and work out, I don't know. And as far as I'm concerned, the offensive line, I, I'm i not sold on the offensive line. You no, know, it's still early. And, the, you know, tomorrow we have to wrap up here. Tomorrow we will kick off the show talking about what the Cardinals need to do to maximize that number one overall pick if that name is not Kyler Murray. Alex Lancy, Bobrock, back again. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? 
Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.